Love you. I love you. I know. I like you. <laughs> I like you a lot. Farts and all. <laughs> get it? Yes. Because normally it's warts and all. Oh, no, I didn't get that. Sorry, Thanks I didn't it's farts that and all. Because you know. I didn't know that it was warts at all either. You don't really have warts. I'm sorry. But you do have farts. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody farts. And that's what I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> and farts are funny. Right. Speaking of farts. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what? Speaking of farts, what? Let's get uh, Mormonism out of the way. Oh. <laughs> so They're like a fart in church. It is, it is kind of like a fart in church. So we can That's get on hilarious. to uh, cooler and more interesting things. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, the, I'm in. <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> You know the the saying they have the the, the was it the religion of our our parents' religion mm-hmm. right the Brighamite uh, is it Brighamite Latter Day Saintism the, the Brigham Young branch of the religion that Joseph Smith Jr. founded <laughs> right yeah. our parents' religion our parents' religion yep. it uh they have that saying the wicked take the truth hard Mm -hmm. and I (laughs) acknowledge that um, there are probably going to be some harsh words today and in the future and uh, (laughs) some of our old friends and family members may certainly consider them harsh and I consider that instructive. (laughs) (laughs) how's that yeah yeah bouncing this mic i yeah there will be yeah i say yes to all of that yeah (laughs) Mm. but some things need to be said some things need to be said and i have thought about that and uh truth is truth the, 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 the thing about the, that, that um, sect of Christianity is it's a, um, it's a fantastic case study into um, philosophy. They're a great example of uh, certain concepts because they use certain concepts. They've appropriated concepts and they've claimed to own them and be the ones that understand them the most. And these are concepts like God, Mm -hmm. truth, knowledge, love, family, family, Mm -hmm. morality, heaven, modesty. And, and yeah. those words are weighty. They have yeah. meaning. They, and I say it's philosophical because those are the concepts that all of philosophy was uh, a- attempting to understand, mm-hmm. yeah. communicate, uh, integrate. <laughs> and they said not only do they understand it, but they have 
perfectly integrated or at least integrated it better than any other belief system that's out there. Yeah. That's what the, the, the people who hold Joseph Smith Jr. as a prophet and Brigham Young as a prophet and this, this new dude, um, Russell Nelson, as a prophet are declaring. And, and, and that's a pretty bold claim. <laughs> it sure is. It's so bold that if not accurate, it's immodest. <laughs> it's such a bold claim that if it's not accurate, it's immoral. It's such a bold claim that if not accurate, they are the very representation of hypocrisy. And I'm beginning this conversation by asserting, by claiming that that is exactly what they are. They are immoral, immodest hypocrites. At least that's their theology. That's their philosophy. That's their mythology. And that's their history. And it's culminated just in the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. But before we get to their and and a PR and a and a Pulitzer Prize and a press statement. Yeah. But before we get to the Pulitzer Prize and the press statement, we should talk a little bit about the religion of Joseph Smith Jr. Because the story, the mythology, the history of Joseph Smith Jr. to Brigham Young, to Spencer Kimball, to Russell Nelson, is, uh, I mean, it is an interesting story. It's It's a story about humanity. It's a story about tragedy. Not all tragic stories are tragedies. Some tragic stories are comedies. And this story is a comedy. (laughs) And it's a comedy, not a tragedy. It's a tragic comedy. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, because there is suffering along the way. There There is pain. There is, there is regret, there is sadness, there is destruction. Yeah. But it's not a tragic comedy because the outcomes are just. Hey, Romeo and Juliet was a tragedy because these lovers <laughs> should have had a happy ending. Yeah. The, the story of Joseph Smith Jr., everyone tends to get the ending they deserve. What do you mean? Well, Joseph Smith Jr. was murdered. Mm-hmm. As it should be. Yeah, okay. And the followers, the believers of Joseph Smith Jr., especially the Brighamite, uh, the Brighamite sect, 
of Joseph Smith Jr.'s religion. They all seem to be getting the outcomes they deserve. They're tragic, they're, they're sad, and a little funny. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. It, it's, it's funny to see adults this <laughs> undeveloped and immature on basic concepts like sexuality. I mean, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, it's true. <laughs> it's funny. It's, it is. I get it now. It's a sad funny. Yeah. yeah. Like, but, aww. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And so, it, you, you know, it is, it is definitely some, That's you know, funny, some, man. some, it, it's, it's comedy <laughs> mingled with pity. <laughs> but, uh, if, if you, really look at it through that that lens it, it starts to it starts to make sense <laughs> it's, uh, funny sect yeah funny sect they 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 find joy in sects just no joy in sex yeah <laughs> bingo <laughs> uh, i'm matt long i'm Kristen long and who are we Skeptical mystics. We are skeptical mystics. And we come from uh, years and years and years of religious deconstruction. But somewhere along the way, there was, there just wasn't any more to destroy. (laughs) Yeah. So we're reformed religious deconstructionists. (laughs) And looking for rather than rather than identifying where things should be destroyed and not that we're looking for finding and applying more tools of creation and that's where both skepticism and mysticism comes into play because one without the other is madness yeah and deconstruction without creation is well, violence, but creation without destruction, that's delusion. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good word for that. So we have too many people that are creating without destroying the right things and destroying too many things without creating mm-hmm. new things. Mm-hmm. And that's what this modern deconstruction is doing. It's, it's necessary. It's, it's what this Brighamite Latter-day Saintism does. It motivates, drives children to leave, to deconstruct. Yeah. But because of how destructive this belief system was it doesn't leave these children that become adults broken children as adults with children mm-hmm. the tools of creation or of, of development yeah but of maybe accommodation they're good they are good at they good, are good at accommodation tools yeah that's very true and resiliency they're very resilient people 
They're very, yeah. they're resilient in their suffering. Yeah. Well, you're from birth. It's press forward. Endure. Just, yeah. Suffer. Press forward and endure. And God, in the end, you will be rewarded. They, they misunderstood the, the, so the teaching of the storyteller, <laughs> right? The, the man they called Jesus that supposedly said in some book. Instead of suffer the children, they heard, they heard make the children suffer. <laughs> that is <laughs> like, too true. Can do. Can do. God. But yeah. they, they, to understand to understand this 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 group of people, because it is a group of people, it's a it's a people, it's a culture. Uh, to understand them, and it's important to understand them because they are a microcosm of a of, of so many groups of people. There's this Really interesting. Well, first of all, they are, um, you know, they're they're a um, they're an Abrahamic group uh, religion, uh, philosophically and theologically, mm-hmm. and that matters, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it does. The the Abrahamic religions. So I, I don't know if they're. I, I don't. You know, to call them Christian, whatever. I don't. I don't really. I don't. I don't think they are. I think they should be just. Uh, uh, they are distinguishable at least from what most people think of as Christians. That, yeah. But I will certainly say they are within the Abrahamic Christo model. Yeah. They are an Abrahamic re- religion, just mm-hmm. like Judaism, like Islam. Mm-hmm. Um, right? What, what's, important, what, what's important to know about the, the, the Brighamite Latter-day Saint um, branch of, of Mormonism is their mythology. Mm-hmm. who they consider the good guys and the bad guys and the super good guys and the super bad guys. And, yeah. and for them, it's who are their prophets because their prophets are the super good guys. Yeah. <laughs> so Abraham super is a guys. super good guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Jesus is also a super good guy. Mm-hmm. I, I just say they don't, they don't, uh, they ignore him. They, they say, hey, he's a really, he's a super yeah. good guy, but then they ignore the, the things he's, the, the that were, that were and, yeah. taught in the, in the book and they've just, retranslated them mm-hmm. so that's the that's the thing that homeboy was joseph smith jr was he was uh he, he was a folklorist mm-hmm. so he was able to take story and other people's story and kind of try to retell it as his own mm-hmm. and he'd use other people's stories mixed with other people's stories and say this is my new story and, th- and that's that's really what yeah. he he did <laughs> and, and that's what a, a very particular type of person that, that Joseph Smith Jr. does, um, or, or, or is does, and it's and it's a type of con. Mm-hmm. It's a type of of um, fraud, and 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 that's that's what he, he uses story. Well, it worked. He's <laughs> very effective, and that's why it's a, it's and it's an ancient, you know, ancient form of. Uh, of, of within philosophy, within the Western philosophy, especially, right, known as sophistry, mm-hmm. and that's what it is to be a sophist, different than being a rhetorician or a real storyteller. That Jesus clearly mm-hmm. was, that yeah. that Siddhartha Buddha clearly was, that Vivekananda was, that Malcolm X was. Yeah. These were rhetoricians and storytellers. You know, Christopher Hitchens mm-hmm. was a rhetorician. Then there are sophists, and then there are modern sophists. You know, I think Jordan Peterson and Ben Shapiro are two uh, sure. good examples of modern 
sophist, but okay. But so you're oh Brigham. Oh, go, uh, no, I was just saying. So you're saying Joseph Smith was, was a, sophist. a sophist. Yeah. He was, and, and and what he did at that time is he essentially went through it because he he was a uh, he was this this form of kind of backwoods poor people um, folklorist. He was into this like forest black magic mysticism like the mysticism of the time back yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and what he did is he went this to is these like early american mysticism. yeah early 1800s yeah. early american back woods okay um poor people which makes sense because he yeah he was like not believing in some of all the yeah so struggling he, with all these beliefs and his family's church because he was out he was really well crushed. you're just adopting their old story that's, true, that's a I narrative <laughs> true. yeah you're you're really re relating one of their their myths yeah that he was troubled by all the christian churches no i mean sure maybe because i accept that because he was certainly a an existential dude he worried about sex drugs Rock and roll, yeah. death, existence. So yeah. he was a religious thinking dude. But this is a narrative he gave to people to present True. himself as really proper Christian. True. But what we know is, is they were kind of losers, his family. <laughs> They'd struggled. They didn't really have a whole lot of skills. They were, they were kind of laborers for other people. And so he was into the, he was a hustler is yeah. really what he was. He was, a, he was a, a poor early American hustler. Yeah, yeah. But his dad was a drunk. And that was a very likely a big part of his family struggles. Okay. So, so I do have a lot of, uh, kind of compassion for this dude, knowing that he and his family grew up under in the household of a drunk. Mm. And I don't think that that part can be really fully analyzed and understood. But I just gotta. I, I think it's it's pretty pretty uncontroversial to say that that was hell. Yeah, that must have been. So he's out in the backwoods learning of all this new mysticism yeah old mysticism old miss for him all this new yeah. thought yeah yeah and as he's going around so he, he goes around to these camps and they say he goes around all the as if they're all legitimate preacher christian christian churches they're not these are cults these are occultists yeah. these are okay. <laughs> drug cults swinging <laughs> cults you know you've got you've got uh, magic you've got in these backwoods and these these campfires and he's going to these campfires and he's seeing oh, oh types, yeah people are spitting it's like it's like ancient american rat babbles <laughs> right and he's going around watching this it's not just like they show oh uh, we're only in the bible and yeah. tis tis and piety and <laughs> oh man come on that's not human nature that's not not how the real world works <laughs> it's just not it's a fun it's it's not even an interesting story the way they tell it which is why you know it's 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 um not real yeah because the truth is always more interesting 
and they try to pepper non-truth with magic and call it interesting. That's good. Yeah. So what he did, what this hustler <laughs> did, who is, who is, you know, not good at buck learning, but he could spit. Yeah. You know, you know these dudes. You know these dudes that just can, right? But he couldn't think. He wasn't a thinker. He wasn't a creator. He wasn't formulating words. He was able to, he had to take other people's words and then redo them. He was the, you know, the Carlos Mencia or the Amy Schumer of comedians stealing other people's shit and probably telling it better than they could. (laughs) The reason why people are pissed off at comedy stealers is because they're doing their material better Better. than them. And it catches with them. Yeah. Yeah, And it kills you. But that was mine. Well, it it was your idea, my performance. I made it work. <laughs> yeah, I made it work. Yeah. That's and that's what the dude was going around doing. He was, you know, he wasn't the one that came up with the um, treasure-seeking move. He took that from somebody else and applied it mm-hmm. and did okay with it. He didn't do that good with it because he was a con man conning other cons and an idiot yeah. uh, conning other idiots. <laughs> And that's why they were looked at as ne'er-do-wells. It's mm-hmm. just kind of riffraff in the city. You don't mess with those people. And that's that becomes really this this group of people until just in the last 40 years or so, really. They were always mm-hmm. just kind of viewed as, eh, don't mess with them. Everywhere that he traveled, right? Uh, Kirtland, Nauvoo, and all the way. Then they had to leave. That's why they went to Salt Lake, because everybody's like, yeah. go, be gone. Yeah. Be gone. And they have an interesting story about that, but it really is, is quit committing crimes against our families or we will kill you. Mm -hmm. This is the West still, and it's still (laughs) the 1800s. We do have a form of justice still. And if you don't stop committing crimes, financial, sexual, or otherwise, we will kill you. Mm -hmm. So either quit committing crimes or be killed. And we know that's true Mm -hmm. because only the Brighamite, the Brigham Young followers, the polygamists, Mm -hmm. went to Salt Lake. And the ones that stayed are the non-polygamist ones. Well, and they did kill Joseph. And they killed Joseph. (laughs) They did, because he wasn't leaving. So they were running. there's There's a lot of belief that there was a whole lot of insiders in that mob. It wasn't fully outsiders sure but insiders that wanted him dead because yeah, they were committing crime because he was committing crimes against their family yes of course yes I, I wouldn't be surprised he needs to be gone and like you said and that is he was conspiracy theory what tell me more the reason why emma was able to stay she was the one that gave him up uh, well i would love to believe that conspiracy but what does give, giving him up mean Secrets. Providing evidence, yeah. testifying. He is he exactly really is evil. everything you yes. think he is that he's saying he's not. Yes. And that is a child. Beep. Yeah. Yeah. And so so you can look at this modern group. And more than Emma knew. Oh, I mean no, That's no. The- I'm saying this. She was the bottom bitch. The myth is she didn't know. The truth is, she's like so many other women who knew not just everything, but more. Yeah. She knew the most. Yes, she did. 
course she did. Well, that's my theory. That's my conspiracy theory about Emma. And that her act and everything she did since then, which drove her, I think she entered such madness there, was a form of both trying to find redemption from Mm. and punishment for her betrayal. Hmm. Interesting conspiracy. Conspiracy. That's my that's my Mormon theory. conspiracy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. My, my Mormon theory. Yeah. But it's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> I like it. About Emma conspiring with her, and that's why she kept all her shit. Because oh, that, that 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 the supposed the people that said basically we're going to kill you let a whole lot of people stay and maintain a church. Mm-hmm. And be part of the community. Yeah. And built up a community, became part of the community, became went to picnics and schools and yeah. did all the things. Yeah. So it wasn't about their beliefs. It is pretty funny that those are the only ones that left that That's needed right. to go keep polygamying. That's right. It really is. And so you can really look at the modern uh, Brighamite Latter-day Saint sect, the, the Salt Lake group of, of Latter-day Saint saints, through understanding that their theology and their mythology and their history is about perpetuating, covering up, and celebrating polygamy even today. Yes, even today. Even today. Those are their super yes. good guys. Mm-hmm. So when they use words like virtue, honesty, mm-hmm. um, chastity, yeah. You have to filter it through their philosophy, theology, pedagogy, and mythology of who is their heroes and who are their villains. And who do they see as actual victims? And that tells you more about this group. And what they've done recently is something very interesting because what Joseph Smith did back in the day is such a comedy. (laughs) Because <laughs> he went and stole somebody else's mystical story mm-hmm. and passed it off as, a, as his own through this lens of Christianity. Yep. And so he, he, he appropriated a, a what, what can be viewed as, because you don't even have to, it's, it's, if you do just a little philosophy, um, a little theology, you understand the brand that he was preaching and why it's so inconsistent with what's today. He was preaching this version of um, deism. Mm -hmm. It was this very interconnected, there are no hierarchies. There are no creeds. Mm -hmm. There are no, right, there's, we are all one, right? And and it comes from we're one with God, one with the Father. And everyone has equal access. Yes, we all have equal access. all have. No one is. That's right. Between you and the and, yeah, there is no God. Yeah, there is no padre. There is no pope. Yeah. Um, he he claimed to be a prophet and said, and everyone is similarly equally access to prophecy, and that very concept mm-hmm. is, is is deistic. Yeah. And, and he, again, it's it's it is also very ancient mystical Judaism, so old, real Old Testamenty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, and there's books. There's there's books that really reference it. And we're going to get into those later, but um, <laughs> it is this idea of so he's preaching in his story this this concept of um, deism, 
which is an expression. It's really the best way to kind of describe, I guess, modernally is like it's called panpsychism. It's kind of it's a, it's a wooey kind of new agey. But it's it's if you filter panpsychism through modern neuroscience, then that's really what he was preaching. And that's how you know he stole it from somebody else. Right. Yeah, Creeds right. are an abomination. There is one yeah. God because and then it then immediately it became there's a structure there's a hierarchy and I'm at the top and then here's all the creeds mm -hmm. that we adopt yes articles of faith strict mm -hmm. um, loyalty tests mm -hmm. um, rigid you, you know so he so yeah it's how you know he stole it because whoever he stole it from knew what they were doing and they knew that if anybody tried to build a hierarchical institution on this it would be destructive and so he took yeah. this form of mysticism this this moral mystic deism and attempted to appropriate it into his very narrow stupid <laughs> brand of modern American Christianity. Yeah. That's so it, it's exactly the, what it it's is. really Jeez. the it's really the archetypal the first um, American church religion. Mm -hmm. Cuz all the others really yeah. come from other places. Mm -hmm. the, the, the Joseph Smith Jr.'s religion is so purely Americana. Yeah. And it's why he rushed to to make it a legal fiction. Right to, to to do this institution that was legally created, mm. and it was so that he could do business as an entity, not as himself. He now has a legal fiction, an entity, an yeah. LLC, with which to negotiate and do business rather than in his own name. Yeah, and so he appropriates this concept of mysticism to try to gain uh, folksy, dumb followers. <laughs> And then passes it off, tries to pass it off as 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 um, benign, uh, uh, regular old Christianity, so that it will be palatable to society. Interesting. Yep. And that's the comedy of Joseph Smith. And just like every idiot, sophist hustler, who steals somebody's better idea and passes it off as their own, he rushes to what? Now God tells me I'm supposed to fuck your wives and daughters. Mm -hmm. Like every cult leader uh, does. Creeds uh, are an abomination. Oh now that I'm there God's favorite is now that Now that we're friends. He wants me. Right. It turns out. <laughs> to take your wives and kids. I mean, that's My hilarious. God, that's I know. Hilarious. I know. And that people today and tell the story. Their, their God wants that. Right. What a good, what a good guy. God. Right. <laughs> and it's why Joseph Smith is more. That's where you lose me. <clears throat> it's why he's more Abrahamic <laughs> than Jesus, than Christ. Yeah. Okay. Because the very story of 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 Abraham was a story of um, criminal justification, justifying crime. Because that dude attempted to kill his son. Mm -hmm. He took, it was, in, it was his intention to, and he took steps in furtherance of mm -hmm. that intention. Yeah. And he dramatized his boy to a point. Because he got really darn close. <laughs> I, he got very close. 
It just didn't you, happen. Yeah. So like this is a you're right. <laughs> traumatized. Traumatized his, his boy. But but it's it's not just a crime in, in that it's an attempted murder, not just a modern crime. It's also a, a sin against nature. Because it does violence to your natural instinct, the, the natural instinct of a parent. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And he did that, it is Abraham, because of a thought in his head. And he said he gets to do it. And it's funny because it's, it's, there's a, there's in the Western, in Western philosophy, right, we have Socrates and Plato. And, and Plato has all these stories where he, the dialogues where he talks about the teachings of Socrates, which are not unlike the Gospels of Jesus, mm-hmm. where these, these other people are talking about the lessons and teachings of Jesus. <laughs> and one of them was this story. It was, oh, it was the story of a prosecutor oh, yeah. versus uh, Abraham, who's a prophet. And a prosecutor who's, you know, um, Euthypro is his name. Okay. And that entire thing is a, a, a lesson on, um, you know, really justice and who decides. Yeah, yeah. And they say, it's a, they say it's a lesson on piety or on holiness, but it's not. It's a lesson on power. And the story of Abraham is a, is a, is a meditation the lesson on power, parental power in particular. Mm. Interestingly, Euthypro, the story is also about a parent-child relationship because Euthypro is prosecuting his father for murder, and Socrates is asking him questions about that. So another yeah, story yeah. about parenting. Yeah. And if you look through all religious philosophy through a lens, first of comedy, and then of who's the super good guy and who's the super bad guy and why. And then through the lens of parenting, the stories make a heck of a lot more sense. (laughs) They're clear. Yeah, they are. And this religious story of Joseph Smith Jr. and the Brigham Young branch of Latter-day Saints all the way up to Russell Nelson is also a <laughs> poetic lesson on parenting. Mm-hmm. And in the modern age, it's a perfect example of modern parenting and modern American parenting mm-hmm. and modern Christian parenting, modern Christian American parenting. So it's really postmodern Christian parenting. Mm. Yep. And this particular sect today, as it was at Joseph Smith Jr.'s time and Brigham Young's time, and today is a fascinating and purposeful lesson on the duty to children. As all religious stories seem to be. What is your duty to children? Jesus clearly spoke of it. Jesus said some things about it. Mm -hmm. And again, I think they misquote him. (laughs) to make the children suffer. 
Mm-hmm. And we don't have to guess. Because over time, whereas Joseph Smith stole, appropriated uh, mysticism and tried to pass it off as Christianity, you know how this modern dude, Dr. Prophet Russell Nelson, the global faith leader, who has been the final person who has cast out all mysticism and is now mm-hmm. appropriating postmodern Christianity yeah. and passing it off as Brighamite Latter-day Saintism, just as Joseph Smith Jr. did. But just like Joseph Smith Jr., this dude's a bad mm. prophet. <laughs> He's not, he's not a great thinker. Mm-mm. He's a, he's a weak, he's weak minded in his theology and his philosophy and in his pedagogy. He's a, he was a heart surgeon. So what? <laughs> so yeah. That's not a thinking profession. And so it culminates to a Perlitzer Prize and a PR statement that happened. Mm-hmm. And the Perlitzer Prize winning journalist, Mike Resendez, has done a piece through the AP on the Brighamite Latter-day Saint branch of Joseph Smith Jr.'s religion. And it started a while back from a case in Arizona that involves child Beep. And a legal question arose about this institution, this, this, this religion's theological approach and their theological response to when their religious leaders find out that a child is being fucked. Beep. And what they declared theologically is consistent with their ancient theology and their philosophy and their history and their mythology. And it is that they were child fucking men. And people who protected child And they declared it specifically in their legal briefs. And all you have to do is look at their legal briefs. Because one of the things that's critical to a legal Requirement is, is, is for a lawsuit is for there to be a legal duty. And this, this organization that's represented by Dr. Prophet Russell Nelson, the global faith leader, who claims to be Christian, and they say it in their legal pleadings that they simply have no duty to protect the children of its member, of its of its donor members. Because these are people who donate money, donate time, donate labor. And they told you right there. So. No duty. Mike Resendez, he's the, he's the dude that, that uh, was, was, uh, did Spotlight about the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And now this is the Mormon Spotlight. So he reported on this and he continues to report on it. And this was from, so Google AP, Mike Resendez. Um, uh, Mormon Church. So November 8th, 2023, they, they report on this case um, that, that the, the case was dismissed. Yeah. And the, uh, 
the statement from the church, from this organization who's led by this Russell M. Nelson, who may be a good man, I don't know. I don't know the dude. Again, I'm not saying he's a bad man. I'm saying he's a bad prophet. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we have to he's a He's a very bad prophet. <laughs> yes. He's a very bad prophet. So in a statement, um, the, the, the prophet effectively said, we are pleased with the Arizona Superior Court's decision granting summary judgment for the church and its clergy and dismissing the plaintiff's claims. Contrary to some news reports and exaggerated allegations, the court found that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and its clergy handled this matter consistent with Arizona law. What is good, what is just, what is legal? And here's the thing, man. I, I agree with the latter part of it. I don't agree they should be pleased. Yeah, no. I'm not sure what they're pleased about. I guess, I guess they're pleased that they won a lawsuit. Uh, you can say they're pleased that they don't have to pay these children any mm-hmm. monies. Mm-hmm. They're pleased that they don't have to write a check to these people. And when you read the AP article, that speaks everything my question is given the wealth that you have and the manner in which you've acquired it shouldn't you be pleased to depart with some of that given what these children experienced in your belief system Mm -hmm. and given even the ecclesiastical role and theological role that your clergy members played in their abuse so they assert not just not having a legal duty, but they enjoy the legal protection of Arizona law. And so believe them. Believe what they say. What they say is, if we learn about a child who's being sexually played with again, and again, and again, and again. We will say we don't tolerate it while we tolerate it again, and again, and again, and again. And know that they have said not only legally, but theologically, they do not have a duty to protect the sexual well-being of safety of its members' children. Believe them. Because it's true. I know it's true. Because they confessed. That's who they are. That's who they are. And that's... They're like, yes! Hilarious! (laughs) 